All right, here we go. Nothing can possibly go wrong today. Oh, I think Jenny came out and just started the dryer right next to me, right before we started. She was like, hey, Rob, are you going to do a podcast? Yeah, I am. I'm going to just turn on this fucking dryer and put it on towel cycle. It's like two hours long. This thing has been going. It's like, Throws like a hammer in the middle of the dryer, lets it have a little racket to it, right? (laughs) Honey, did I put a belt in there again? Ah, no, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Why does your belt always need to be washed, Rob? (laughs) How does a belt get dirty? I've never seen a belt this sweaty. (laughs) Get it, Rob? Yes, it's because I tie the belt around my neck and use it to help me masturbate. Uh, those of you that knew the podcast, welcome. Okay, welcome, welcome. By the way, I did, I did, I, I watched. Uh, I've been watching Shameless. It's a show. I think it was on Showtime. It's hilarious, wildly inappropriate for kids. But they talk about auto erotic asphyxiation. The guy who's sitting at the end of the bar, he said, "If you're going to do it, you got to put a lemon in your oh. mouth while you're doing it, because if you pass out, eventually the sweetness will." Or the sourness will get into your mouth hey, and it'll cause hey, you to wake up. So, Rob, if you're ever doing... I don't think that's right, the problem. So I don't think that's the problem when they accidentally kill themselves masturbating. Is that they... No, I think you they just pass simply out. Go you just to need sleep. something to wake Matt, you up. can I ask if a, if a citrus squeeze truly will work? No. <laughs> well, probably will work. Just all put right, a truly in your all mouth. Right, all right, all right. Put the whole can of truly in there. And just if we caught you in a hotel room dead... And there's a belt a, around your neck and a truly in your truly, mouth. Like, just I like would <laughs> lay it on the floor. Would you clean it up for me or would you let, would you let it come out? I would tell your family that you died masturbating with a belt around your neck. And I would not tell them about the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good of a friend I am. Can you imagine? That's part of the, you, you'd say my reputation us. by saying there was a lemon, but there were, you wouldn't make any mention of the truly. Right. And I would say, Hey, that, that was for everybody out there who was listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Can you imagine me giving that podcast bit at your funeral, Russ? I'm looking forward to it. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 142, and from 1984... It's the number one Hugo, in my mind, the boss, Bruce the boss. Springsteen, with Born in the USA. There's a lot of layers oh, to that Hugo boss it. joke. Hugo. Uh, you got to really dig you deep. Porn? Did you say porn or born in the USA? Born in the Give USA. Oh, gotcha. Not porn in the two essays as the people who just listened as they fall asleep and then the next episode starts. They're just hearing that joke and then the same joke again with the next two minutes. Anyway, today, guys, is uh, Coronation Day. And uh, oh, don't get I think, me started. I log in to I log in to do my wordle today, and the first yeah. fucking thing I got to see is King Charles is in his getup. We don't have to do that shit, man. Well, you, you know who I know that was at the coronation for a fact is on her Instagram. Elizabeth Holmes was there. And she nice. was giving away signed copies of her Unfriend book to almost to almost <laughs> anyways total strangers. She was giving away copies of the book. Did not care if they knew her or whatever they said. She said, oh, I'll send this to absolutely everyone. Except for one person. Except for that dastardly spare. So anyways, guys, as my joke was going to be, today we're not doing a coronation. 
We're doing a hard coronation. We're going to make this show more hardcore tonight. I promise nice. this is going to be the most hardcore show <laughs> we've ever done. Russ is going to be sitting there chewing his nails to the quick, trying to decide what to edit out of this thing. Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. It's so hardcore, Rob. I'm going with Ruby Grapefruit instead of 11 one. Oh, my gosh. Ruby Grapefruit. Oh, I got a canker sore just hearing that. All right. What if you came in, Rob? It's just me with the belt, and there's just like a dozen truly cans sprinkled all over the floor. And the first 11 <laughs> worked, and the last one let me down. <laughs> oh. You didn't pick up the cans in between during a refractory period. You did not pick up any of the cans. You just left them on the floor of your hotel. So you get, so, you get so tired after that. I'm going to catch a nap here and there. We know he doesn't tip the the room staff at the hotel. We know that for a fact. He's let that slip before. So he's putting all those truly cans on the ground and not tipping. Actually, Rob, wow. before you get to your song, I will say there was a, let's call this <laughs> no, person just us a song. listener of our podcast. And they listened to my story about the, the bartender issue I had. With the espresso martinis, remember how there's that one bartender that keeps coming around and I can't get rid of him? This listener of ours said, did you tell them that you're such a good tipper that that's part of the reason why the guy keeps coming back is I'm a very good <gasps> tipper, Rob. And that's uh, part of the reason why the guy well. won't let us go. Can you believe that my, ah, that you let him on, that your good friend is giving you that kind of encouragement of like, you're a good tipper and just gassing you up like that. Yes. And meanwhile, my spouse with Matt says, no, when the comic ass doesn't matter how big he is in bed. <laughs> like, that's the difference of support we're getting, Russell. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Maybe you should tip better. You should give better tips, Rob. Listen, I would, but it's so hot. <laughs> I, I'm trying, but it's so hot. It's red hot. All right, let's get into the radio. Matt, I think, has already fallen asleep. Here we go. No, I'm trying to find What's that. I'm send you that link. K-Rob, Now, a lot of people out there have dated Wolfman Rob because of his looks, but there's more to me than that. Or is there? Oh, yeah. I was dating this woman. Yeah. But she broke up with me today Oh no When the reason oh, no. was given Wait, what? I didn't know exactly what I should say Said there's something about me She said there's something that she disdains And now I'm thinking But that's the problem I have a little brain He's a semi-sexual <laughs> Yes She will go out with you and now she's blowing some guy that's reading Renee Descartes. Oh, yeah, I could have put Mozart or Mozart. Uh, I'm not a great student, but I'm reading every book in my bookcase. And now I'm hoping that she'll come over and sit on my face. I'm fucking up on my artist. <laughs> No, David was done by Michelangelo, and now I'm hoping yeah. that knowing this fact will get me fellatio. She's a semi-sexual. She's attracted to guys like Bill Gates, and now I'm hoping yes. I'm at least smart enough so we can mutually masturbate. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> but you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to 
It's the perfect podcast, guys. We start. We we had a song to end with the words "mutually masturbate." Oh, finally, my dream has come true. Uh, anyway, that was a song written by a pretty funny guy, obviously. Um, and I did say we were going more hardcore. Do you guys know <laughs> that ChatGPT will not give you the response with, can you tell me uh, things that are smart and things that are sex acts that rhyme? It cannot do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to be like, I'd be like, okay, city in my face, what rhymes with that? That's also smart. And I was like, hmm, bookcase. Ah, yes, very smart stuff. <laughs> Sending a rocket into space. That would be a smart thing to do. What the fuck? That's way better than a bookcase. Dang, man. Dang, you got me. Listen, I got four guys here who can't believe this album isn't at 123. <clears throat> oh, wait, let me say like Bruce Springsteen would. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, I've got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? Hey, Aaron and Matt standing over there in the corner. Today's your lucky day for sure. All right. Me and my buddy Rob, he's from New York City. We got $200. And we want to rock all night. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people are losing their jobs. 200? Is that all it takes? All right. I was continuing the lyrics in every one of these songs. I was like, I think I would stop hooking. I would, might stop hooking if I was only getting $200 a night. For two dudes, right? I mean, come on. Like 200 <laughs> to rock all night with two dudes? You get a chart. I mean, the like, normal rate is only 100, be... or do they like compound right. it? Yeah. So far, this is, the, this is the most hardcore show we've done. This is so good. <laughs> The dog is scratching at the door again. Oh, no. He, oh, that's hardcore. It's, this is hardcore. Oh, yep, yep. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good. This podcast is just trying to re recapture a little of the glory of. Yeah, but, you know, as time slips away, leaves you with nothing but Rob talking about his glorious penis. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh God. Shoot, that would have been a good song, too. <laughs> Instead of glory days, I could have done glorious penis. I, if you don't think I tried to write a song about glory holes <laughs> to glory days, you don't know me very well. What if, what if we just glory grays talking about your pubic hair, glory grays. Oh no, now it's scratching on Jenny's door. Wait, I gotta be right back. Jenny's going to wake up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what if we just took over the podcast and let Rob sit it out and he can come back with his glory hole, glory yeah. hole days song. And I've got out in California. Now listen, after Aaron was just telling us before the podcast started that, when, uh, when Aaron's kid was born, he pulled the doctor aside and he said, listen, doc, I know this is a weird question, but when can we have, uh, when can we have sex again? Oh, the doctor said, well, I'm not sure, but I get off work in uh, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. The doctor was a woman. You guys, did you picture the doctor being a woman? Yes. If you didn't picture the doctor being to, a woman having sex with Aaron, you're, you have preconceived biases and you better work on it. Okay. Better so, yourself, please. Not only are we hardcore, we're teaching you about your biases. Oh. I was going to make a, you I thought Aaron I, was having sex with a man dressed as a doctor. <laughs> Think about what you just said. That's biased. Well, I think we're going down. Let's talk about Born in the USA. <laughs> Dan Rather Biased. <laughs> I want to make an announcement right now, and I was going to say this out of the show, but it seems like I should make it now, too. The last two emails we've gotten from Russ about the episodes have both started with, too long for me. So this episode, we are going to try to shorten it up, okay? <laughs> Literally, he just writes, too long for me. I'm like, well, that's not That's very bad. You are, you are actually one of the things that this show is aimed at. Like, you're our number one audience. People who know us. Like, that's it. That's generally been one of the uh, the... 
the, the reviews I've been giving when I've been hooking recently also, Rob. $200, that is too long for me for only 200 bucks. That's a review I've never gotten hooking. Too long for me. Now listen, okay? And so podcast listener out there, look Wait, at the time we- that this episode goes and see, is it under 130? Did we bake it? Did we do it? Are we successful? You know our fate. We don't. Hmm. Dr. Do Strange. People Yelp, do people yelp their sex workers? Is, is that a thing? I wouldn't. <gasps> yeah. I mean, it's got to exist, right? I bought my car out the other day. I had a lease and I bought my car. Yes. This goes right hey, into a story. And I, uh, afterwards, you know, the, the, the yeah, process was fine, but the guy texted me directly and was like, <laughs> could you please go on Google reviews? And leave yep. a review just for me. And I just ignored it. Like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you ever do that? Do you leave reviews like on public sites for things? Can I can I give you guys a embarrassing story? Yeah. When I went down to Florida, I got a free jujitsu lesson at a place. And they said, all you have to do is leave a positive Google review and we'll give you a free lesson. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I'm happy to do it. And I went in. Really nice place. Had a great time. Super clean. Everybody was really nice. And I left. And that was six weeks ago. No, you guys but- want to guess what I'm going to see next? <laughs> I have not written the review. It's in my head. I think about it every day. I'm like, I should write that review, the review today. There it is. Tell, tell them oh listen to the podcast. There's your review. Oh my gosh. Just put a link to this episode. Two stars. Not great. All right. There's the review. Uh, and now let's get into our voicemail. Oh. And yes, I do, Russell. All the time. You do. Yeah. That's very kind, man. You what? What were we talking about again? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, what were we talking about? Never negative ones, just positive ones, though. Do you use, like, the server's name in them? Well, no, it's like, you know, like, we went to that vineyard out when we were out near Napa, Sonoma, and the people were very nice, and there were new vineyard and stuff. Yeah. Well, this is great, you know, things like that. For sure, we'll put a... When it's like a new you know. new business or, like, there's young owners that are just like, we're working so hard. Yeah. And then you're like, you leave a review, and you're like, number two, you're like, I'm a goddamn hero. I'm a folk hero. Yeah. Like, if people should be worshiping me, I'm the, I'm keeping well, what's America. I'm, I'm what's America right now. I'm keeping it going. So, I think this might be a cry for help. I don't know why I'm calling, but then <laughs> two things happened. Rob- okay, so good start. Right, <laughs> might be a cry for help. Might be I a cry if for you, help. If you've already sure. figured out that it might be, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're asking the question, you know the answer. All right. Um, said he sat at his kitchen table, and his nuts touched his chair, and no one really raised any questions about that. Yeah, because everybody does it. Everybody has sat at their kitchen nude. Guys, what? hands up if you've done it. What's that? Have you what, Russ? What are you doing? We are doing a Shot show. In the kitchen, I asked dude. you four times to turn that voicemail up. I can't hear it. <laughs> you just refused. I did refuse. I can't turn it up anymore. Oh. Wait, let me check one thing. I think yeah. This caller's got a ball gag in his no, mouth. No, 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 it's going to be amplified through the podcast where you can hear it like yeah. I can. Use your diet. This guy, this guy said that when I talked about <laughs> sitting my nuts down at the kitchen table, you guys didn't think it was weird. You didn't say anything. You just let that slide by with no conversation. I don't think anyone would be surprised if you're walking around naked. I can't because yeah. my my entire backyard is in view of, or my kitchen is in view of my neighbor in the back. So I, I have to watch the nudity. Have you ever sat at the kitchen table naked? Matt, oh. you have. Come on. Never. Never? Never have. You guys have never, never done that? Russell. I mean, Russell. these chairs aren't that comfy. I don't know. I, like they're wooden That's chairs. That's my point. So you wouldn't like being naked. No, it's not great. I'm telling you. 
Russell, come on, Russell, come through for me. You know what? I don't, don't really, lie, Russell. I don't really have a kitchen table. I have a table in my kitchen that's like a oh. that's kind of like a <laughs> it hold it's the like mail. A, yeah, it's a hold the mail, but it's a it's like a built in bench. And honestly, like I just don't like sitting there. It's like a booth that's built into the wall. I don't like sitting there. So I have a table out here, but for the last three years, this table has been full of like computer monitors and stuff. So I don't think this is really considered the the kitchen table, but no, I don't sit out here naked at either one of them. Russell, I got to ask yeah. where are you eat meals. My man sounds like there is no place to eat a meal in your house. <laughs> I would, I would usually move if I need to, if I'm going to eat at the table here, I would eat. <laughs> if you need to, I like it. If I'm going to eat. I, yeah. What are you doing? I just, I, just I, I move my keyboard. You see this keyboard I have. <laughs> You got a coffee table? I mean, I, mean, I do have a coffee table in the living room too. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Russell, it sounds like you live in a space pod somewhere. <laughs> I mean, your house sounds smarter than Aaron's. We might have to do it. We might have to do a camera tour. Russell, get that laptop moving around. We, Russell, we got to see. Russell, I, I feel you, man. If I'm going to eat something by myself, I'm going to sit at my ass down in front of the TV or yeah. something. I'm not going to just go like sit at a table by myself with my nuts hitting yeah. the, the chair. Yeah. Just to feel a little feeling from something, you know, like what are you looking at? What are you just stare? Are you st- watching your phone, or what are you doing when you're sitting at a kitchen table by yourself, Rob? I would want to sit at the kitchen table <laughs> naked before I sit on my couch naked. Really? I mean, my couch it's it's suede. It's like microfiber. Like there's a don't need that. Like what if? You know what I mean? What would you be more embarrassed, Rob, if you were sitting at one of them naked and the whole family came home? Which one would you be like? Oh fuck, this is bad. Oh, on the couch because you're so reclined. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're so reclined. So that would be Never the door good. opens and you scramble. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I don't know what I would have to act like. Like somebody robbed me. I don't know. I think <laughs> at least on the couch, you could just claim you were doing something in like private that you shouldn't be doing when other people walk in. But like at the kitchen table, what the fuck? Right. I mean, maybe it's just you got distracted by like a Cadbury egg. You're like, oh, I was going to the shower, but oh, actually, I'm really excited to eat this cabbage or whatever. The dog jumped in my wife's bed. She was out here yelling at me about it. <laughs> my God, my life's over. All right, let's get back to this voicemail. Hey, under 130, I think we could still do it, guys. Then there was a voicemail from a woman, very kind woman named Charm, who was heaping praise on you. And you said she was the only one that called that didn't know you. Well, I don't know you. I'm in Chicago, and I think the reason this was recommended was me because I listened to Sea Change by Beck, and next thing you know... <laughs> I've listened to more than 50 episodes of this. Yes. <laughs> is this for real? This Our is real. SEO totally worked, Russell. Yes. You were right. I, Yeah, I thought, I, I honestly, I thought this was one of two people. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought it was Brian from Woodbury at first, but then they started talking about sitting with your nuts at the table, and there's no way that Brian's talking was, about I thought that. it was John from Edina. I thought it was understand. John from Edina. And then I'm looking, too. you know, John from Edina has been a lot of places naked and sat a lot of places naked, so... That would be completely another internet but stranger. Another internet. That's crazy. Sea change is plus. my favorite Beck album. It has lost cause on it. Yes, Aaron, keep this SEO going. I love it. <laughs> and now to make it even weirder, I recommended it to a friend from St. Olaf and he knows a couple of you guys. <laughs> oh, so seriously. Why am I listening to this? Help. <laughs> And we know that that person didn't go to St. Olaf no. because he called it St. Olaf. Olaf yeah. <laughs> doesn't bother us. St. Olaf. Yeah, doesn't yeah, bother yeah, me. Olaf. We're fine. Wow. Someone's out. Oh, doesn't right. even know these stuff. Doesn't even know the limestones. Wow. <laughs> I think this guy nailed it right on the head. It's like he's, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But I actually love listening to the podcast. So it was strange. like a back, 
backhanded way, backdoor way of saying he really likes us. Mm-hmm. He likes you, Rob. He really, really he's, likes he's you. Stuck so, with us. He's out you know, there. Yeah, he's Tuesday. stuck. That's Every all Tuesday, I want. Waiting, waiting to get us in his ear holes. What? Yeah. Okay, guys, Music. I got it. I, he's scratching at my wife's door again. This is craziness. <laughs> this is good. Guys, Rob is fucking off the chain. What is going tonight. on right now? <laughs> he is off the rails. He's playing these, he we he's have to playing do, these voicemails that don't make any sense. And then he's getting pissed at us for not understanding them. And it's like, you can barely hear it. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And then he just gets up and he's left like four times. Okay, he's back. He's back. He's back. All right. So uh, <laughs> that's it for the voicemail. Hey, another stranger. We hey, salute you. Did, did that guy leave you. his name? Did, he, did that guy leave his name or no? I don't think so. Okay. Because I just want to salute whoever you are from Chicago land. In Thank you for Chicago listening. We salute you. Not some of AI us appreciate voice. Some of us appreciate you listening. We'll take a shout Thank out to the Lord. Chicago land. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, that's so gross. That. All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. We'll put, we'll put some jardinier on our hot dogs. It's, 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 oh, yeah. It's, I like that idea. It's time to see what everybody's up to. What's jardinier? It's time for rolling. It's like pickled peppers. Like some sort of Chicago thing. Pickled pepper relish that goes on Italian beef. I wonder how much I could get. Could I get a peck of it? And uh, after and after uh, watching Shameless, that guy definitely does not live on the south side of Chicago. He's definitely a north side guy or oh. like a forest <laughs> park or whatever the oh outer suburbs Guys, we are. can't do maps of multiple cities. I can't do it. I don't see why not. I mean, I think it's really... Uh, uh, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going really well. I All right. Let me see if this works. I've got something very important to talk to you guys about. All right. Can you guys still hear me? Can you see me? Yep. Uh-oh. All right. Are you quitting? Right. No, no. I just want to I hey, want to read a few things hey, to you. When we have all this silence, this is when I'm going to drink my mango Trulies to keep me awake right now. What the <laughs> fuck's going on? All right. I just want to read I just want to read a few things to you. Okay, okay you ready? <laughs> I want to know your body. Okay. <laughs> How you make me feel. Yeah. Yes. Beside you. Okay. I keep calling you. Okay. Ga- gasms. If we don't have each other. I need to look at my dating apps. Roll around. You fill me up. And finally, I fit in there. You guys, this is the track list from Smokey Robinson's newest album, Gasms, released last Friday. This man is 82 years old, and the album is as delightfully awkward as it sounds. It's it sounds great. It's worth a listen. Everybody check it out. But like this man is still out there putting out track lists like that. It's a extremely horny album. So good for Smokey. He's 82. I hope every 82-year-old out there. Is and working listen, like Smokey is. If you notice that one of the songs on the album ends with the words mutual masturbation, I'm going to tell you right now, that is parallel <laughs> thinking. Okay? I did not copy it. <laughs> or it could be perpendicular. Oh. <laughs> do you think he's always been this way? Or do you think now that he's like 80s, he just says, fuck it, and I'm just going to start? I'm going to guess he's going always this been this way, but he had to kind of like... You know, he 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 had a he had, he had a lane. to keep it Motown. He had to keep it radio, right? He proper had a, and all he had that a lane, stuff. right? So he had to kind of like, but he started the Quiet Storm. I mean, his, he, he literally has an album called The Quiet Storm. But I I recommend people go out there goes and the dog to the I think if you you know if you're hanging out with a with somebody, what the fuck? fucking Rob's gone again. You guys believe this shit? I, I think he, I think part of Smokey's probably doing it. Like he realizes his relevance is up. 
And so you kind of have to throw some sort of shock value into what you're doing to keep an audience, right? Yes, you're exactly right, because he's also running around doing Quincy Jones-style interviews where he's like, oh, back in the 70s, I had an affair with Diana Ross and we were both married. Like, stuff that's just like, wait a minute, like, nobody needed to know He's just throwing everything out to, like, make whatever (laughs) news article he can or to get interviews or to... To I mean, yeah, we could probably get about this the, podcast at this point, right? Is it is it any good? Did you listen to the album? Is yes. it any good? It, it's, okay. it is absolutely good. Yeah, it's okay. it's top notch R and B. I mean, it's really good. Like the the band is good. They're good grooves. No, it's absolutely worth a listen. But also just amazing. And I've been I've been watching this for at least three months. I was like I've been planning my rolling going around Gasms, but I wanted to listen to it before I talked Gasms? about it. And I knew I knew. The release date yep. was April 28th. I've been looking forward to it, but now I've had a week to sit with it. You know the Gasm is released. I knew the Gasm yeah. is released. Get out there. Get yourself some Gasms, everybody. I highly recommend. Can you imagine? This is. I think this is all a ploy that Aaron got his internet history found out by his wife. It was like, uh, no, I'm really into uh, the new Smokey Robinson album. And then he has to like, call Smokey Robinson. He's like, Smokey, you owe me one. You have to make an album now called Gasms. I got to get out of this. He announces it a week later. (laughs) If I had that kind of clout with Smokey Robinson, I'm not sure that's what I would use it for. There's been a lot of albums that have come out by like 80-year-olds, right? Like uh, Neil Young, you know, he's put out Mm -hmm. stuff. He's put out music lately. It's just not that good, right? Like things are going downhill. Bob Dylan, I mean, he keeps touring and keeps putting out stuff and he hasn't had anything good, you know, since about 2000. So I don't know. I, I would be very leery of anything that comes out but if you say it's good Rosie, oh, see not me I'm, i will it. always i mean there are some there's there are limits but i love old guy albums man like i mean johnny cash okay. like johnny cash's very very last one is too hard to listen to but man like there's some joe strummer albums i really like i like uh some chris christopherson stuff i love old man albums okay but yeah right. gasms check it out that was it that's my whole going. do you guys remember the movie orgasmo yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I watched that movie with you more times than I what, care. What would you guys think of, of someone who has a friend and in their favorite movie was Orgasmo for at least a year? It wasn't me, but Aaron and I had a mutual friend that this was their favorite movie. What would you think? That's you can tell that's in a pre-dating world where you had you had to have like it's like it's like me when at work when somebody asked you know oh what book are you reading right now and I have to like say the same book I've been saying for the last two years or whatever. You just have to <laughs> come up with a movie that's not Orgasmo. When you're on a date. Hey, what do you want to watch? You panic. Orgasmo. What? <laughs> it's my favorite movie. God damn it. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, I think the dating was not not that easy for him yeah. anyway. So yeah. Plus, he, he was so busy from his late shifts at McDonald's. <laughs> Rob, you know my go-to book, right? I've told you once before, it's The Game, Penetrating the Secret Society of Pickup Artists. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you tell people you're reading when you're, yeah, yeah. When you're on a date. Yeah. I'm nagging you, you dummy. I'm a sapiosexual. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are really good. I actually, I went on a trip <clears throat> last week. I went to the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I went for mm. a work trip and I thought I could... Uh, Get some advice from you guys. I might need to go to the advice corner here for something. Oh, no. I said I would never stop this song once I started. Oh, we got to play it then. Get, get, get to the corner. Got to do both. Now. Russell's no, advice corner. No, I'm so mad. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to play God Save the King on our podcast. We don't uh, have to do this. <laughs> yes, we do, Aaron. It's yes, it is. Because it's not God Save the King. Royal Coronation Day. Don't have to do it. This 
is actually yes, the other liege. song. Yes, my liege. Now, let's all put up our piggies and swear an oath to the real King Charles. I expected it better. Swear allegiance to King Charles. And whatever he does, I'll do it. And I, whatever he says, it's fine. Yes, Wait, my liege. <laughs> so anyways, I was out in D.C. last week for a anyways. cool work event. And I thought, you know what? There's this person, this traveler that I know, and this traveler had started giving me some grief in recent months because I'd been to Arizona a few times. I'd been out of Minneapolis. I've been out of the weather and I've gone to nice places for work trips. And I have chosen not to invite this traveler along because I would rather it just be a work trip where I can focus on getting my job done. And I, and I started. Go ahead. You don't have to say why. Like we get it, Russell. We we get why. I mean, those you want to go on a trip by yourself, okay? Those dating apps work us, better when you don't have to worry about, you know. The three of us understand more than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> if you told any of us right now that we have thirty minutes to get out of the house to pack our bags and we'd be by ourselves for five days, we would we would even pack a bag. We just run out of the house. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll pack a bag wherever I'm going. Let's go. I'll, five I'll, days. I'll buy a bag when I get there. So, oh so I, I go to this trip and I, I, I say, hey, to this traveler, you should come with. Uh, we can stay a few extra days in D.C. We can explore the city. We can go to some fun restaurants. It'll be fun. So the, the, the traveler takes me up on this offer. They come out to D.C. I finish up my conference and we do some fun things. We do Ford, the Ford Theater where Lincoln was assassinated. I, I don't want to give Rob. Oh, really super fun. I really didn't even mm-hmm. want to bring that up because I don't want Rob to go down that route because I feel like that that, you know, we could have the authorities called on us if Rob hey, starts making those types of jokes. I but. just have one thing to say to that, Russell. Yep. Sig Semper Tyrannus. Okay. The real ones know. But I, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up going to some fun restaurants. We walked down to Capitol Hill. We, we did some of the monuments. We did the number one speakeasy in D.C., which was fantastic. We went to Georgetown for a night. We did, so we did a bunch of great things, a bunch of fun things. Um, one of my favorite things, you guys will love this. The Traveler is, is a runner. This person wants to get out and do their run every day. So one oh. of these days, they were going to say, I'm going to go do the run. I was like, you should go down to the mall. You can go do all the monuments and everything. It's like one of the best runs you can do, right? I did, I, I'm sorry. I must have misheard you because you said we should go down to the mall, right? Is that what you said to that? I said, I said you. We should go jogging down at the mall you, together. You you should go down. You should go. <laughs> so here's the reason I let this person so go. Not that I wanted to go running with them to begin with, but I let them go running so I could sneak away and go to a baseball game. What are your thoughts oh. about? <laughs> How long of a run was this? <laughs> Seven miles. I guess with. With the pitch clock, you can, yeah. Is yeah. it okay for me to bust away and go do, like, something fun while while the traveler is going for a run on the mall? Like, if that's what they want to do in CDC, I should be able to go do that, right? Yeah. Did you did you tell them that while they were going on this run, you were going to the baseball Yes, game? I did, Matt. I did. I didn't, okay. I didn't get any It wasn't back. like, oh, well, I'll just go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find something to do for the next hour and did, a half, two hours. Did, and- did you say it before or did you say it while the plan was in motion? Like, you're like, yeah, I'm in a car. We, There's nothing I could do. Yeah. I have to go. Oh, how now. long are you, how far are you running? About nine yeah. innings? You're going to run like, or maybe you're going to run like seven innings? How many yeah. innings would you say this run's going to be? We take? were definitely planning like a brunch and all this stuff and these things. And at one point I realized, oh, this is a possibility. And I may have pushed for like a certain brunch spot that opened at a certain time. So that my schedule would line up <laughs> mm-hmm. to get to the Ford's theater in the morning, get to this brunch spot. And then it's the logical time to run, which just happens to coincide with 107 
in the PM Whoa. in the Eastern the, time, right? So this enthusiast will run after brunch. It's an it's a travel and a running enthusiast, Aaron. I'm impressed. That is impressive. That's, that's great. I would like a nap after brunch. But oh. the real question I had to ask in you fact, was, I would say brunch is one of the worst meals you could eat before jogging, right? Like there's there's everything. <laughs> there's alcohol. Some- <laughs> there's salsa. There's yeah. like tostadas. I mean, there's lots of stuff where you got to be a coffee. Just think about that. It's tons <laughs> of coffee, alcohol, and salsa. That's what a brunch is. Oh my god. Some people it's bloodies. Yeah. Oh no, and bloodies. You cannot oh. have bloodies and go running. You will have a bloody if you do that. Oh my god. So the real question I had wasn't about my DC trip. It was a great trip. We had a lot of fun. Oh, but my question was: after this, we came back. And it turns out this traveler had a trip coming up with their friends and they went to Mexico and I didn't get an invite. How should I handle if I went out of my way to invite this traveler on a trip? Wow. And then this traveler just decides, oh, I'm going to go off and have fun in Mexico and no invite. They gave me a courtesy invite like three days before when I brought up, I said, hey. Just saying. A courtesy invite. I didn't get an invite. And then they said, they said that, well, do you want to come? And I was like, well, it's a little late for that, right? So well, how you would you guys yes handle it? I think that's an invite, my dude. I how, don't know what a courtesy invite is. If, if you're traveling, if you're traveler in your life, you invited huh. them and they didn't invite oh. you to one of their trips. Let me think. If my traveler in my life was going to leave my house <laughs> for five to seven days and I would be by myself, <laughs> huh, what would I do? What would I do? <laughs> Sit in the kitchen naked, right? Yeah, I would <laughs> sit right down the kitchen table, balls on the chair. And I think would about it. I would use their phone to book an earlier ticket and wake them up early tomorrow and say, "You have to go. The flight's changed. You got to go now." <laughs> Bye. Well, I, again, what what is? I, I need a little bit of context. So, was, had this person been planning it for months? Was it a whim a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then they just like sprung it on you and said, like, "Oh, you know." Matt, that would be implying that I've been listening for the whole time. And I can't, I don't remember if this person had told me about this trip or not. And then, so then the second thing is, is have you ever invited this person? Is this like a girl's trip or guy? You know, I don't know. Is this a girl or a guy? What, what, who is this a travel enthusiast? Oh. I guess Ooh, I shouldn't really assume no, anything. Yeah, Te- technically it was a girl's trip. So I had no business going, but I thought it was fair for me to be like, what the heck? So did, hmm. do you invite this travel enthusiast like on your Vegas trips with your buddies and things? And well, technically, the last time I went to Vegas on a work trip, this this traveler did get to go. Remember, I spent seven days. But not in on Vegas. your guys trip, though. But not on your guys trip. Right. Like this. This travel enthusiast is not going to show up at the King's Corner and start taking yag shots, is she? Next time we go, I'm just I'm just trying to set, I'm trying to figure out where we're sitting for our next Vegas trip. January 23rd, oh 2024, <laughs> staying with Mike. Don't Mike. say that. Mike's, there, Mike. Mike's going to send yeah. another human head to another hotel. I know. Have that. Now the guy from Chicago is going to show up, too. With his oh, my off, God. Buddies. All these crazy people. We need to shut this show down. It, do you guys, yeah. you guys, Aaron, Matt, I think your wife's taking a trip. Didn't she go to Ireland or didn't she all go to Europe time. somewhere? Yeah. Russ, all the time. We want to be by ourselves. A, I mean, what we you yeah. this what don't you get about this? I've tried to be subtle about it. We hate our families. Leave us alone. Have you <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't tonight? love me in there. Aaron, quit Everyone. nodding. That was like wildly inappropriate. Like Aaron's Aaron is like <laughs> Everyone is yelling at me in this house. Everyone. Everyone hates me. I I mean, I, I'm under the camp for all things involved, right? A little bit of time away. Everybody who who's saying that? Michael McDonald? Everybody needs a little time away. It's playing in the background right now. You can hear it. 
Yeah, heard yeah, us say Peter Cetera from each other. Aaron, isn't yeah, your wife on a trip Cetera. right now without you? Or, she is. Yeah, she is in Palm Springs with her sister and some friends. Yeah. So, Aaron, what do you? We're do? chilling, man. I'm having fun. What What do you do? What's your What's your favorite thing to do while while the wife's away? Or your your ladies away that do you you find something out? Didn't you used to like cook shrimp or something like that? Yes, I got a new I got a new I got a new thing when when she's away though. I go downtown yes, go. to I, wait, the shawarma G. Yes, and I eat I order a shawarma, and I get the big bowl of tum, which is a garlic <laughs> dipping sauce, and I just put so much of it on there. I just go for it, and then I bring the leftover tum home and I put it on everything for the rest of the weekend because. If I eat that much garlic, otherwise, um, it, it, I'm, I'm generally asked to sleep elsewhere if, <laughs> if that happens. So that's that's my new jam is the shawarma. So your your thing when your spouse is away is getting something and pouring a ton of oil on it. Is that what I heard? Is it's it like garlic. an oil? It's not oil, no. But it's, it's like a greasy kind of oil, right? Would you say that? Are you? What are you trying to? What are that's you trying to just like up? what <laughs> I do when my spouse is away. Rob, why do so you stop weird. the music? I think this is a good background for you guys to talk about what you're. <laughs> So Rob, what but, do you I mean, do the best part and is then I go on Red Tomb. I'm like Aaron. I go on RedTomb.com and I look up <laughs> what's the highest watched movie today on Red Tomb. So Rob, much your tomb. wife and kids have taken some trips recently without you. What what do you like to do when you've got the the house yourself? Yeah, I, I do what I do every day. I come home and I put on my noise canceling headphones, like Leonardo DiCaprio, except <laughs> instead of having sexual relations with a young woman. I'm playing video games and listening to podcasts at the same time because I'm pretty sure I have adult onset ADHD. <laughs> you can do that? You can, you can, wait, yep. don't, the, don't the video yep. games have sounds? I think I don't, I really don't want to think about anything. I don't want to have any thoughts. I don't want to just, I, like, if a thought creeps in, I'm like, oh, man. You got to push it out. Put on, yeah, really. I'm like, maybe I should get something that makes smells too. You know what I mean? Like, all my senses at once. Just give it to me. How about you? What about Matt? What is about you, man? Yeah. Why, why does Rob keep shutting off this song? Yeah, we're getting get to it. the best part. Rob, you, Rob, you are not on what point heck, tonight. We're Rob? just going to warn you. You're, you're not on point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Join the crowd here, Russell. Everyone hates me. <laughs> I mean, I'm under the impression. Look, I'm under the impression that Sarah needs a little time away to yeah. just go out and hang out with friends and not just deal with my bullshit right. every day, right? So, and the kids and all that. So, I think it's good. I think it's good for this uh, traveler of yours, you know, to maybe get a couple days away and just, you know, come back. God, Russ, I missed you, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I I don't know. So, what did you end up doing, yeah, Russell? What that's did the, you end up that's doing? That's the question. I just did like everything I normally do, just like Rob does. I didn't do anything different. <laughs> you, you didn't go to Mexico? You stayed at home. There's not a cap to the story that you went to Mexico. I actually, I went out to a sports bar with some buddies last night no. and had an interesting moment where we were at, sitting at these tables and the people mm. behind us were playing pool. And they wanted, they asked one of us to get up out of a chair so they could shoot their pool shot. What do you guys think of people who do that at a bar? Like, we're not sitting at a high top. We're sitting at, like, a normal table. And, like, the 16-year-old kid asked us to get up so they could shoot the pool shot. Thoughts? I can answer that really yeah. quickly. That's completely legit, especially for playing pool. That's fine. So, okay, what happened? In Me- Did you go to Mexico? This is a total <laughs> a snow job, Russell. It, it was a fake invite, Matt. So you did not go no, to Mexico? Russell, no, I need to... Listen, it's hard for me to say I'm sorry, but I need to admit something to you. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. yeah I can't, you do. can't believe this is happening. I think I'm in big trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> when I saw that a traveler had gone to Mexico, yeah. 
I had assumed that it was possibly a secret surprise. No. <laughs> and I might have, I may have, Russell, Russell may have started a text chain with everyone in our text group but you, which was really hard to do, actually. There's a lot of them. I've noticed that. You guys have been talking about texts from Manny all night, and I'm not on it. I've been guessing. Manny, God damn it, man. What are you doing? And I may have said, red alert, red alert, Russell is in Mexico. I had a podcast with you I'm pretty sure he is getting engaged. <laughs> well, yeah, that when it came to tonight, I was like, wait, he, we did schedule like Friday or Saturday. It didn't seem to mind. I pictured maybe a, a mic in Mexico and your big announcement because I was convinced you had gotten engaged and I was telling everybody and this text chain and then maybe one with some family members of mine. And that's it. No, thanks so for, the fact that you... Thanks for bringing that up, Rob. You want to... Can we delete oh this out? God. This is a real... When you were oh, not... When is, you showed up on the Zoom and you were not super moment. tan, I was so mad because I knew exactly moment. what happened. Oh my God, Russell. <laughs> I'm sorry I assumed you were getting engaged and I started a big thing for a lot of people and it's actually taken up quite a bit of my time. You didn't make any comments on social media or anything, did you? <sighs> no. Okay. Because <laughs> it would be too hard to explain. A lot of real life happening. We're, we're going to need to bleep tonight. this section of the podcast out. What? <laughs> a lot of real life going on. What? Oh my God, Russell. You're going to listen back. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you believe. Roll and go, man. Uh, How's it going with you? Oh no! Didn't go to Mexico. I can't believe it. My world is shook right now. It you really started. A, you started a text. Hold on. Did fourteen twenty make the private text chain or not? Yes, he did. Yes. yes, he did. You guys have a private text chain without me with fourteen twenty no. on it. Matt no, doesn't no, no, even no. know his name, even though he's gone on a trip with him. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you right. Now. Chris. His name is Chris. Chris from Woodbury. I definitely know Chris from Woodbury. We have never used this yeah. text chain before. We will never use it again. The text chain is banned. Okay. The the secret non rust text chain is. Band. Rob, would you even be able? I bet Rob wouldn't be able to sleep for two weeks if we knew we started a text chain with fourteen twenty on there and not Rob. Oh my god, uh, I didn't even think about that. That would destroy you. But Rob. sometimes I do think about it. I'm like, are they texting behind my back? Are they saying things? Are they saying like, why is Rob sending ten texts when nobody has replied yet? Rob is still texting every night at about seven thirty to eight. That's so hey, strange. Matt, hey, hey, Matt, rolling, yeah. going, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, good, Rob, Rob. I my my notes are all around just uh, uh, an airline trip I took. So you might as well play the song. I'll make it real quick so we can keep it under an hour thirty. Right. Make, oh, I've just got right. a few notes. These are the stories that I like. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're gonna hear about this I think I've got. I've been traveling too much because I got into an argument with a gate agent who told oh. me that you should go in Minneapolis. There's a south and a north. You know that you can go. You go <laughs> through go. security, and she and I was, so I was going to go through the south because I said this is closer to my gate. This is a real said, close. Well, you're you're right on the border of doing a maps bit here, where you're talking about the geography of the airport. I'm thinking oh, that's, that's true. You're trying to do a that's map true. spit on me. You know, so this lady says, you know, well, it's, you know, half the distance, you get walk back there and you're closer to your gate. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm closer to my gate at this gate. You're just telling oh, me that. No. So you want me to go. So then I said, I'm just staying here. She goes, okay. So I think I got a problem there. Well, you um, know, you know what the airport is the number one place to have happen to you. 
It's the number one place where people get gaslighted. And I say it over and over. Every time oh, I go yeah. to the airport, you are gaslighted a million times. When you are standing in security and they have two people letting in 1,000 people into the airport and they have like two people working there and the slowest baggage thing ever. And then they're like, oh, you need to get out your ID before you get up to the front of the line. That's And they're implying that that's what's slowing it down when it's actually them slowing it down and they're gaslighting you into thinking you're the security problem. Oh, man, that's deep. The worst gaslighter is, is the people who control the drug dogs and they start yes. yelling at I told you to walk in a slow line and walk at the same pace. Yeah. And they're like yeah. yelling at everyone. Like Russell's like, I'm I'm keeping my butt cheese clenched as tight as possible. None of this can fall out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This yeah, condom, imagine? this condom of hashish that I have. And by the way, I flew it down to Mexico and then back. It, it's, it was a funny story. I got three days to say no to the invite, but I didn't. How many people smuggle drugs both ways? Hey, Rob, if I were to smuggle drugs, I would use um, your family company's super small condoms to ingest them. <laughs> and then he would text everyone but you about it. Yes. <laughs> Did I tell you guys the other day down at the Dwayne Reed, I saw a bunch of guys, they were buying 12 packs of beer and Magnum condoms, literally like dozens of each. And I almost said, what the fuck are you guys doing? I got to know. And I didn't. And I regretted it every day. I mean, there's no way they weren't pouring the beer into the condoms, right? Like if they're buying dozens what? of both, there's obviously some kind of beer. That's, the last, that's, that's the last thing I would have thought of, Aaron. Like a water balloon? Be, yeah, they're doing like beer water balloons in, in condoms. You could give me a thousand guesses and I wouldn't have been close to saying what you just said. That they were going to put beer in the condoms. I don't know. I mean, what else would they be doing? That's gross. That sounds like an Iowa That's thing. That's really so, yeah. Matt. You get through security, and what happens? What happens? <laughs> well, so that so that I get on the plane. So this is just me being crotchety old person. Yeah. Now I think I've just got to yeah. stop. I got to I got to not fly on a plane for a little bit. Is is there anything more annoying than the person who doesn't know? Like how to work the screen or work the, you know, just the person who doesn't know how to like flip the tray down or doesn't understand like when the people are coming by, you know, to take you like your drink order or ask for a snack, like take your headphones off. And these people are trying to, oh, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I don't know. So I, I got very annoyed with a, with a lady and I felt really bad afterwards because I was in one of the aisles where the, where the thing comes up over out of the seat, you know, the tray, and she just oh, couldn't no. figure it out. That so, would, you know what, yeah, Matt? That's Normally what I, I would agree I with you, it. but I have to say I have a soft spot in my heart for rookie flyers. For people that okay. like, no, normally fly, they're probably taking a trip. Let's say they fly once every five years, and it's probably such a big deal for them that like, if I get in line and you see someone, they don't know to take their shoes off, they don't know to take their computer, they don't know any of it. For some reason, normally the logic part of me wants to hate that person, but I try, I usually find a way to like give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, they're probably taking like an amazing trip that they never get to take. I'm yeah. just going to get, I'm going to be, I'm going to show them some grace and not judge them and their wow. inability to, to run on an airport. You sit and you sit and talk to him, Russell and you're like, beautiful. oh my God, Russell's like, oh my God, I bet you're having the trip of the lifetime. You're the first time flyer. What are you doing? He's like. I've been online texting some girl down in Mississippi. I'm flying down there to meet her. Russell's like, oh my God, this is the worst reason to be a rookie flyer. So Russell, this, I is, hate you. this is why I like doing the podcast, the therapeutic Davenport of love uh -huh. oh, right wow. here. You've that. changed my mind completely. 180. I'm with you. I, I need to be a little more sympathetic to these people. Now, if, you, Absolutely. If, if, if it like the dude who holds up the phone, like you've talked about before, is having like the phone call in the middle oh, of the airport. God. Fuck that guy. Yeah. 
That guy knows yep. exactly what right. he's doing. So all, all of that, my, my last oh, wait, note wait, on this Matt, last real quick, trip I've real got. Quick, I've got some. Yeah. Oh, you might say it's gold, actually, after you're here. But listen to this. I, I always tell them <laughs> I, am not gonna a, do? I am not a rookie flyer. Okay? You know how they know that when I get on the plane? I'm not. This is not my first time in an airplane. I'm not a rookie. You know how they know that? Because when I'm say Henry Rungarner. Because on when I'm walking or being wheeled onto the plane, I'm in my full Air Force uniform <laughs> with medals. <laughs> Top Gun instructor. Oh not a rookie. Is that the Air Force? And your phone is playing the Top Gun <laughs> theme song, like, right? Whoa. As you're walking. Rob, what would be your Top Gun? Huh? What would be your Top Gun call sign? Like you wouldn't be Maverick or oh, Iceman or Cyclone. What would you be? Thick yeah. Dick. Thick Dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hit play as soon as you step onto the. God, I just I've been playing this around the house all the time. Off. They they would be Excuse doing me. the first. They would be doing the first like the, the people. Any Sky Miles members, please board. Any current military, please board. And Rob gets up and they're like. Captain Thick thank you for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you, thank Captain service. Thick <laughs> You know what? It was my honor. <laughs> Serving the 69th nice brigade air squadron. <sighs> okay. So all of that, Russell. And then you see that, me having you know, trouble you, putting my movie thing back into my armchair. And you're like, wait a minute. This guy was not in the... <laughs> not in the you hear me say, how does this plane work when it takes off? I don't think it has to all of that, airplanes. you flipped it over for me, work? Russell. Mm-hmm. I, I am calling for full-on high barriers, big walls between all the seats so you don't have to touch your B.O., uh, oh, no. Bad breath, uh, huge elbow, sharp elbow guy you like a, a, next a to you. Shell, I'm calling case. for I'm calling for barriers all the way up so that you're just in your own little capsule mm. and you don't have to deal with your neighbor. You know what that sounds like to me, Matt? Sounds like what? you want a beat sweet <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> well, <laughs> sir, the music's getting really loud. Yeah. Yeah. Why did the music get louder? Beat sweet is prepared for you. <laughs> Here's a moist towelette. Uh, here's some tune for you. Here's some tune, garlic tune. It's oily. Yeah. You could do whatever you want with it. Nobody can. Can I interest you in this sanitizer, sir? You're by yourself. I mean, honestly, you Russell, if you said to me, we're going to hit you on the head with a hammer and you're going to be out for four days, but your family will be gone for two more days, I'd be like, okay, I'll think about it. At this point, I would think, finally get some goddamn sleep around here. All right. So, nope. Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Okay. Are we being hardcore today? Yeah. Are, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. I mean, listen. Yeah. Talking about beat I'm, I'm not going to talk about this, Russell, Clearly. so don't get mad at me. It's okay? coronation. We've got a lot. Coronation we've got day, a right? lot we've got to edit out of this podcast, okay? Including some lies about the text chain that some guys wanted me to say as a dare. Not true, actually. <laughs> um, this isn't right. So I got a hemorrhoid. And then for there. Rob to admit oh, there's a Jesus. side chain is the worst. <laughs> Well, he, I mean, Matt and I were both sitting here like, are we, is this, is it time to talk about this? Like, do we oh, do this on the podcast? My sister said, are you recording it? the podcast tonight? You got to tell me what happened. <laughs> Russell, people are deeply invested. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry to let you down. And you guys thought. I'm not so you, sure. I think, I think you might be lying. I brought up still. a trip to Mexico. I brought up a trip to Mexico and you guys thought you had it, you thought you had it down, didn't you? 
Yeah, we thought, we, thought we knew where this was going. We did. Hey, hey Rob, did. why don't you call and leave a voicemail so we can all call you a dumb shit because you've earned it tonight. <laughs> all right. Oh, no. Well, were you wondering why so many guys in the texting wrestler were doing a map check-in of where were we? Right. Oh, we're going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Is anybody doing something very special for that? So this hey, is why someone Cinco de Mayo? this is why someone called me out on my uh, King of Diamonds. I was at the King of yes. Diamonds Club. Yes, everyone yes. was. Everyone thought I mean, there that was is suspicious, right? When we say, "Are you on a secret trip to get engaged?" and instead he sends us a map showing a strip club. <laughs> I thought it was I a funny about. joke. I didn't know there was a side it was chain. A, it was such a funny joke, but it also I was like devious. Russell really doesn't <laughs> want us to know. Wow, he's going to get so engaged down there. All right, listen. Dude, how do you know I got got engaged and didn't get something for even more committed? I know that's I, I was that's, waiting for that too. Like, we wow. still think that we're actually texting about it on the side chain right now. Here's the thing: I have I'm not going to talk about it, Russell, but I got hemorrhoids for the first time ever. I got a hemorrhoid. Okay, I don't get why we're doing I, this. I don't know what I did, but I started seeing TikToks about hemorrhoids. Huh. Now I can tell you, normally do not want to see a TikTok. Normally do not want to see a TikTok about a hemorrhoid. <laughs> like that is usually at the bottom. And you know I'm watching like big blackheads and stuff. Not if hemorrhoid came on. When you have hemorrhoids, actually way worse to see TikToks about hemorrhoids. Not great to be constantly reminded of why you're sitting in an Epsom salt bath. Okay. So I say to Jenny, I say, listen, I have this. And I think it's listening. My phone is listening to me. I'm like crazy phone guy now. And she goes, yeah, I get those annoying ads too. And I was like, what ads do you get? Also scared to ask in case it's like some something really bad that she has that she has not been telling me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, all this chlamydia medication. I'm like, what? <laughs> you said that was from the Peloton. <laughs> anyway, she goes, yeah, I've been getting these ads on Facebook. And I wrote it down verbatim. Modeling for women over 40. I was like, yes. what? Way to go. I was like, you get ads for modeling over 40 and I'm just getting hemorrhoid stuff. Like life is so not fair. If you're attractive, your life is so easy. That's what I've learned. My life is, it sucks. It sucked to begin with. It sucks now, guys. Got to be attractive. attractive Rob. Damn, Aaron, I'm coming back. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know That's what? I'm going to search for modeling for men <laughs> over 40. <laughs> In New York City. Uh, the live Google search celebrating right. this episode so, back from the brink. So it took me to a site where it just says hooking. That's not what I meant by <laughs> models. The old $200. Uh, I feel like. So that was it. That was, the rolling <laughs> that was my rolling going. Do you guys want to expand on that at all? Nope. <laughs> it's time for nobody's part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, oh it's a music yeah. podcast. We're trying to stand around hour 30. And did you guys think I was going to do a poll to see if any of you had gotten hemorrhoids? Because I'm not going to. Okay, we are not that hardcore. Yeah, that's, yeah, nope. That's not, that's not. Hey, man, put your, hand, put your hand on, man. All right, here we go. I didn't do the poll. Uh, let's talk about the album. We are talking about Born in the USA. Oh, my God, I almost forgot. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Born in the USA is the seventh studio album by Bruce Springsteen. It was released in 84. And it's, uh, it's a kind of a departure for him from talking about him growing up in New Jersey and all that New Jersey stuff and being on the edge of town and how he's born to run out of that town. And now talking about kind of America and heartland as a whole, huge commercial success. The album, it spent 84 weeks on the billboard, 230 million copies. It had seven top 10 singles. Ooh. I want you guys to guess right now, wow. which, which one of these songs charted highest on the list? 
Just say it right now, and I'll and I'll t- we'll tell you when we get there. Glory to no, my dance hometown. In, dance in the dark. My hometown. Dance in the dark. Russell. I got to go with the opener. Born in the USA. Nice. Uh, I'll tell you when we get there. Musically, oh. born in the USA. Uh, it's more. This is what I think of when I think of 1980s rock music. This was a cassette. This was a car cassette for a long time in my life, where this was one of the cassettes in the car. So you could put it I'm on. on fire. Was it I'm on fire? I'm going to tell you later, Matt. I already made the premise. We're moving forward with was the I'm going down. Was County. It, was it I'm going down? Oh, down. I'm going down. 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 You guys, but you guys thought I was going to do it. I was going to do a list on I'm going down about the best songs with repeated lyrics. Oh, oh what? <laughs> but I didn't. We've already done a list about the best songs about going down. Oh, <laughs> God, I forgot. I was like, you were going to do a list about oral sex? Wow, that is hardcore. Then Aaron's like, no, we did that in episode four. <laughs> we did it in the Beyonce episode. Because she was talking great. about Skittles. Dang, Aaron, you have such a good memory. Uh, Where does it, does this immediately follow Dancing in the Dark? Or what's the album that precedes this? this no, Dancing in the Nebraska. No, this is right after Nebraska. He, he recorded oh, wow, a lot okay. of this when he was okay. recording the Nebraska album. So the Nebraska uh, was after this one. It No, Nebraska's <clears throat> before this one, right before. But not on the wow. list. We're going to hear it in like three uh, I know, albums. It's coming right up. Uh, but this won Grammy for Best Male Rock Vocal for Dancing in the Dark and a lost album of the year too. Can't Slow Down by who, Aaron? Lionel Richie. Yep, Man Lionel Richie. Oh, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's. No, Manhattan France would not win an actual Grammy. You know I would like buy that on eBay. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Let's get into this. I, I'm just telling you, when I hear this opener... It's 80s rock. Yep. Big time. They mic the drum in a weird Best way. Best opener of all time? Yeah. You think so, Matt? Iconic. Oh, awesome. I, oh, I mean, it's up there, obviously. Everybody, yeah. you know, but like, you know exactly what it is, right? When you it's hear it. It's one you got to call your buddies about when you hear the, the opening 10 seconds, right? Oh, you'd have yeah, to call somebody if you, if you Put this cassette in, and this is what you heard. And what's, what's wild is that... The intro was kind of improvised the day of, and the drum was like mic'd that way randomly and made that perfect sound that you cannot think about anything else when you listen to the song. Now, this got all the way up to number nine on the Billboard. This is not the number one single, Russell. What? I'm sorry to it's tell you. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? How okay. does this not get above nine? Part of the problem is listen to this, the lyrics at the end of the song. What is he saying here? Can you tell me? Rockin' Daddy on a USA. He's a cool rockin' daddy on the USA. Is that what he's yeah. saying? I mean, he's got a little bit of Otis Redding in him where he just like, when he gets real fired up, he just says some stuff that you're like, I don't know if those words are words, but it sounds good. What do you think he's saying there, Russell? I don't know. I just know a lot of these songs <laughs> are actually quite depressing, but, yes. but the songs don't sound depressing, do they? No. Yeah. He kind of That's a lot of that. Bruce Springsteen, though. Right. You know? Right, even even some of the stuff on Nebraska is like really pretty songs, and then you're like, oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. But that's why all these politicians, who you have to admit, is the most like skin shallow job you could possibly have. Like you just have to be fake all the time. They pick that song because they're like, yep, love the part everybody can understand. Born in the USA, listen, can't understand the rest. I heard some stuff that was a, was a hard rocking daddy. I think that's okay. And they don't realize that they're running for president on like a song that's about how unemployment and racism and all this terrible stuff happening in the USA. Mm-hmm. No, it's like it's been happening to Twisted right. Sister now, mm-hmm. where everybody, you know, we're not going to take it. And every, everybody, every, all the Republicans are playing that, you know, we're not going to take this Democrat, you know. And, and so then D. Snyder has what? come out and say, 
do you understand what that song was? Like yeah. that kind of a thing. So it's just, it's Matt, hilarious. Can you, can you read the last lyric of the song? Rob pulled it up. Can you, Matt read the last one? I'm a cool rocking daddy in the USA now. Yes. That's literally the best lyrics I've ever heard to a song. I'm That's a cool poetry. rocking daddy in the USA. Hey, Maya Angelou, you're out of here. Bruce Springsteen, you're in. Best poem ever. I think he just cool- blacks out sometimes and says stuff. Oh, it's so it's wild. Like, he, you know what? Here's the thing. He is an incredible live performer, right? I mean, he is just giving it his all for three hours every night. I mean, you can't expect, I think he just, that's just the way he does it. He's just shouting into the mic because he's Guys, playing guitar and a lot of stuff too. I know. You know? So he's he is not doing this in concert. He is in a studio. He literally said, yeah, I'm a cool they, rocket dad. He's, he's probably like, I'll fill that in later. And then they just, this is a classic, the, again, classic, a person who records music because they're so good live, yeah. right? And then there's people who do live shows because they're so good at recording music. And Bruce Springsteen absolutely falls in the category of he is a wonderful, (laughs) awesome live performer. And the only reason he's got studio albums, not the only reason, but his studio albums, you can't capture the energy that he's got in his live performances, which is why everybody likes him. And I think it might've been the butt on the cover of this album, man. Did you know that was Annie Leibovitz picture? Of just his butt that was on the cover. That is a famous butt. I would say, would you guys think, is that a top three butt in music? What are the top three butts in music, do you think? J-Lo's number one. I got to say, no. Close. Number one is Sir Mix a Lot. The one he's standing on in the video. Wow. That's the number one most famous butt in music history. What's number two? J-Lo? I would say J-Lo's number two butt. Yep. I, yeah, Bruce Springsteen butt is up Bruce, there, guys. Man. I was going to say, where? how far do you have to get before it's an actual guy's butt? No. I mean, it feels like the top 20 would be. What about, I thought I thought Rob used to wear Prince pants. Oh I see, God. I don't think Prince's Prince butt is as nice as Prince? Bruce Springsteen's. It's, it's, his butt did look like hard-boiled eggs in that thing. Not great. You're like, oh, Prince's I mean, ass like, is going to be hot. And it was kind of like, oh, it's kind of like, like a seal. Ugh. Um, I'm going to show you one of the greatest butts in, this is one of the greatest butts in human history, and it is a male butt, Matt. Just to let you know, the video for Faith. Guys, get ready for this. What is that? What is spinning into our eyesight right now? See, but I don't know. I mean, oh, excuse me, it's a, Aaron. It's a pretty good butt. That's yeah, Aaron. Aaron. I was just trying to compare George it to Michael's Bruce butt is a top two butt and an eight number two. I'm going to tell you that I'm right now. I'm trying to compare it to Springsteen. I'm not sure, man. <sighs> oh, it's I mean, a miles better than Springsteen, and it's almost so? up there with the Sir Mix-a-Lot butt. Wait, George wait till the music starts. Just inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. By the way, classic Winamp song, this song. So, I never had any song. George Michael on my Winamp. None. Watch this. Get ready. Okay, I thought that was going to be his butt, but it wasn't. My bad. All right, so we're yeah, gonna, Oh, look at that right there. Do you see what that was? I was thinking we had yet another Mariah Carey snowsuit situation. See what that was? Look at this. You know, okay, so side note, Ro- Rosie wrote it up. George Michael going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep, he's in there. Yeah, there is a documentary out there, and I think it was done by George Michael, finished in like 2017, and it's on Delta. So anybody's flying Delta can watch it. Wonderful documentary to kind of cap and capsulate. jerking it in my beat suite. Who's, who George Michael is and how important he was to like record contracts. You know, nobody knows that what he, we don't remember what things that he does for record contracts. And, you know, he tried to get out of his because it was essentially a... He was a slave to his contract with Sony and he finally got out of it and stuff. And so he absolutely deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not only for his music, but for what he did for record contracts. So that's my aside. Yeah. So if you see it, Rosie, you should watch it. I will. A great crossover artist, too. Like uh, one of the white people who got played on black radio. 
You know, I yep. met him once. You guys are not this. <laughs> you guys are not going to believe where I met George Michaels. Was he on a hey, separate you, text chain that the rest of us were not? <laughs> oh, no, oh, man. Was it through George a Michael hole? or George or Michael. Michaels? Do you guys know was where I met George Michael? Michael? This is going to blow your so. mind. There's this bathhouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown. He and I would be there all the time together, like a lot. So do you guys watch the news? Like, no, I don't, do you, I don't know what's going that's on. It? Are you on the news? Matt, can joke? you tell him why that's funny, please? I don't know. You know, sometimes when you, I don't think it's blowing out other people's candles doesn't make your right. shine any brighter, Rob. Just want to let you know. I think it's funny that. that somebody went to a bathhouse. That's just like a thing that yeah. people no, do. No, he got or did. getting a hand job in there, Aaron. That was the you know, back in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't hey, so accepting. And these right. people, you know, they had to. Don't make my joke sound like I was mean. I'm being supportive. I'm in there with George Michael. That's in the joke. <laughs> I'm there. How much more of an ally can you be? I'm jacking him. Jeez. <laughs> I loved Faith. I love that video. All right, listen. Agree with you. That whole uh, album's pretty next good. Next up, oh God, we're only on song two. We got to go, guys. Worse. We're never going to make an hour, an hour 30. Cover me. Did you say this was his top song, Matt? It's no. a great groove. It might not be the one you're talking about, Rob, but you, how can you not love this? This yeah. song, well, he wrote it for Donna Summers and decided to keep it for himself. A good call, a right? Oh, wow. Yeah, he you made can hear this call. with a disco beat in the back, don't you? Yeah, yeah, with the rhythm guitar. What's the deal? Is this is this the E Street Band or not? I'm, I don't know who's playing on the record because it's I not credited it to the E Street Band. I mean, oh. he, there's a couple times where he yells to the big man. Like you yeah, hear no, that Clarence Clemens. Mix, I mean, Clarence Clemens and him in that video are dancing on a globe, Aaron. I think it's okay. the same band. It's it's Roy Baton, who we talked about. He played with Meatloaf. It's Clarence yeah. Clemens. Gary Talent, Steve Van Zandt, and Weinberg. I think it is. Okay. It says the album was recorded with the E Street Band. Okay. They also had Nils Lofgren on this album because he is coming up on a solo. Get ready for that little bit of a story. Darlington Country, County. Yeah, this has a guitar solo by Nils Lofgren. What a great segue I screwed up. This song also has, I think this album does a great job of putting the big band in with some sax, but not overdoing it, right? Like, yes. he comes in, hammers it for like 30 seconds, then he kind of goes away again. Yeah. Yep. I would say this would be the, the second best sax after that one that embarrassed Tom Brady, okay? You guys know the game I'm talking about. All right, working on that. I was trying to think of a historic sack, and I couldn't think of one. Maybe when Dan Orlovsky ran out of the back of the end zone. What I'd probably be when remember when Strahan sacked uh, Brett Favre. Favre. That was such. Yeah. And who? And you know what? Yeah. I trusted Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah. And I would always trust Brett Favre. Yeah. And I would always, if Brett Favre asked me to, yeah, to you help his it. child play volleyball. Yeah. Wanted me to send him money. I would do it. Okay, and if he says he didn't scam it and then use that to do something else, I can't remember what it was. Oh no, wait, he took the money from the Go to government. Vegas with the million dollar man's son. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't the most famous sack be LT and Joe Theismann? That's got to be. Oh Aaron, God, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. What were you guys talking about earlier? Oh, Vincent. <laughs> no, come on, come on back. Something Vincent. What was it? Please, guys. Who got sacked? Who was yours, Russ, the big sack? Oh. Michael Strahan and Brett Favre. No. Joke after that. Okay, never mind. I had a Vincent Price laugh. I'll queued up. Do you guys know why? Million I would do Dollar that? Man. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a price. 
There you go. Vince, thank you, Russell. Thank you. I knew that joke was hit. We're going to get over this finish line together. And then do the Does next Does he play episode. Darlington County live? Like, is, is Darlington, Darlington County a sad song, too, that sounds fun? Yeah, I think they all I'm, are. Okay. Yeah. I think the yeah. whole album is. That was fun as shit to sing along with. Yeah. Russell, that song did not top the Billboard charts. It only got up to number 25. Yeah, technically, Next Aaron, one. I believe that song's about financial problems. So, yeah, I don't think any of these okay. songs are yeah. positive. He'd be a good person to be in a relationship with, though, right? Like, he'd come back and be like, I lost my job, and I gambled all our money away, and you'd feel good about it afterwards. Right. You'd be like, okay, well, now I feel better. The next song is about him working on the highway. The next song is about him working on the highway. Let's see. Wait, no. <laughs> this is about when he was working in the danger zone. Dang it, I got it screwed up. Different. I mean, different artist. Well, no, it is about the highway, though. It's just going to the danger zone. This was so. this was on episode three of Bob Dylan, best songs about highways. <laughs> That's when I still put the effort in to think of clever titles. I did read somewhere that he has all these songs about like blue collar workers and he's never had a real job other than singing in his life. That's kind of funny, right. isn't it? Yeah, he's been an artist. I mean, he's been a rock and roller since what? He was like 16, 17, playing in a bar band. Mm-hmm. And somehow he's able to capture the zeitgeist, the feeling. Rosie, you asked if Darlington County's played in concert. And it's been played 404 times Jesus. by Bruce in concert. Wow. And it's okay. been played five times this year okay. in the 2023. I'm, so. so full disclosure, we have tickets to see him in December at the Chase. So I'm just, I'm just trying now? to get fired up. I'm Halfway trying to get through fired the album? Up. I said it once already. You didn't hear me. Oh, oh no. I'm 1984, so he played it 62 times. <laughs> um, listen, working on the highway. It's about a guy who works on the highway. I love the rockabilly kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a good title. So it's a good title for the song, then. I mean, to me, a song about working on the highway. What else are you gonna call it? <laughs> but here's the thing, man. You know what I don't get? I drive high on the highway, and yet I park on the flyby. Hmm. Okay, I screwed up that joke somewhere. All right, next one. We also forgot to mention that the first song was the titular track, didn't we? Oh, right. Gosh. Gosh. The titular titular track, titular track right track. away. That's just like how I met my wife. Yeah, that last song. Uh, that last song. Deceptively upbeat about working on a chain gang. It's never like who's ever been excited to work on a chain gang. The fucking boss is right. What are we doing here, Bruce? It's amazing. I look terrible in horizontal stripes. I could not be. On a you chain couldn't. Gang. Couldn't do it. Oh, and the hat. You imagine how hot it would be, Rob. Oh, and you're just doing that. What a chain gang does, and I know what they do. Okay, to me, it's not. I know it's not making chain. It's not whatever uh, he was doing in. Uh, Big wheel keep on turning where he said he pop a lot of chain in Memphis. Is that what he was doing? Mm-hmm. Does anybody know what that means in those lyrics? I pop a lot of chain in Memphis. I assume he's making chain, right? I don't know. Is it popping a lot of chain? I, I, I just, I, like, if, I, if I'm singing along to Proud Mary, I'm full on making up the lyrics, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what any of those lyrics are, but I will happily sing along. Listen to the lyrics now. Downbound train. Russell, you might ask yourself, is this song a bummer? Is this song going to, Bruce, are you going to bum us out with this one? Yeah, the opening is. line is, he works at a car wash where it always rains. <laughs> Some real Atlantis type stuff. I think he says in this one, I once had a job, I once had a girl, then everything goes south. It's crazy. Can you imagine working in a car wash where it's always raining? Nobody, who gets their car washed in the rain? 
even if you have one of those coupons where you can do so many a month, you could do it for free. You could go right in there. You're still not going to. Matt, you got one of those coupons, don't you, Matt? Oh, I'm enjoying the organ on this one. And the lyric is, I pumped a lot of Tane, T-A-N-E, <laughs> yes, which is short I for bet Octane. Did that dog. Oh, octane. Pumping that Tane. Ow, ow, ow. Down in New Orleans, so pumping a lot of gas. Yeah, making that Tane so, speak nothing to about you. A, ow, being, ow. Nothing about working on a, nope, on a chain game. Part okay. of the song yeah. was about getting laid off from a job. I was curious, have you guys ever been fired or laid off oh, from God. a job before? Don't, no, don't no. make people say this out loud now. Like the recessions, the re- like, oh, geez, the U.S. government's going to run out of money in a month. Let's just, just Aaron, ask anybody if they've ever laid Aaron, off before. You didn't hear us Shit. earlier. We're no longer part of the U.S. We are sovereign citizens of Britain. We oh pledge allegiance to the king. My liege. We don't have to worry about these things in the colonies, Aaron. Man, don't jinx anybody. It's here. Royal Coronation Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, everything's yeah. fine. I all, we all took a day off from our jobs that are fine. And we've never gotten fired from. What'd you get fired from, Aaron? I never have. I didn't want to say that out loud. Wow. I assumed you got fired from Walmart. I don't know why, but I've always had that assumption <laughs> in my head. That you, they're just like, been, that would have been a really good You were story. like, you know what? Unfortunately. We would have more power if we s- stood together. But what would we call that? That perfect combination of people to come together like fingers into a fist and strike a blow against the tyranny of corporations. Why, it would be the perfect union, just like my friend Russell saw the head of when he went to Ford's Theater before he went to Mexico on a secret trip. Do, that we do you know guys happened. remember that when Aaron did work at Walmart, he used to sub in for the greeter named Ernest? That's right. Yep. <laughs> Don't that make guy. me say Ernest it again. Yeah, <laughs> Ernest was my guy. Listen, I'm just going to say it because I'm afraid accents now are going to get me canceled. Do you know what I mean, Vern? Okay? Not going to do the Ernest accent. Can't get canceled for the Ernest accent. Ew. By the way, one of the trailer moments in the movie is him going, ew. They were like, this part of the movie is so good. We got to put it in the trailer. And I watched that trailer and I was like, damn, Bob. I know my mom took me to the theater. Oh my God, I just had a core memory unlocked. I know my mom took me to see Ernest goes to camp in the theater. If my kid made me go see Ernest in the theater, I would find that hammer guy. I would hire him. Put me out. Let's go. I wish go. our listeners could see when Rob is hovering over the soundboard about to play the next song and he will not. He won't play the next song because he's kind of religious core memories. I had a core memory unlocked the other day. You want to know what it was? Yes. Yeah. That Frank, that Frank Thomas and Jeff Bagwell were had the same birthday. <laughs> How do I know that? <laughs> How do I know that? Is it possible? That's incredible. That's a good one. That you were in Applebee's, <laughs> and on one side you wouldn't believe who's sitting at that table. It's Frank Thomas, and you won't believe you guys won't believe who's sitting at the table on the other side of Russ. It's Jeff Bagwell. Yeah, we were in Mexico, and all of a sudden they come out. <laughs> They have, in Mexico? They, they come out. They have two flaming desserts. And they are singing, happy, happy birthday. We happy, happy too. Well, let's say happy. And half the restaurant said, Jeff Bagwell. And half the restaurant said, Frank Thomas. <laughs> and then Frank Thomas was like, hey, you guys want to do like steroids, but they're not really steroids. But they'll get you so hard. I'm going to advertise that for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Frank Thomas for Dryagenics. What does he sell? It is kind of bull. It is kind of weird that like, hey, pills, right? I, 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 I mash in the steroid era. 
But yeah. I didn't use them, and I'm a Hall of Famer, but now I'm promoting performance-enhancing drugs. That is drugs. so wild. It's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. strange. That's like my Pete Rose gambling app I have on my phone. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not well run. That's one hit he didn't get. All right, I'm on fire. God, I love this song. This is a great song. And so I It's a really short you, song, right? 240. Like yeah. You got verse. me you got me on a kick now of looking at all the, you know, how many times he's played it in concert. Oh, yeah. So he's I played like it 293 this. times, Jesus. but it's been played 1,761 times by other artists, wow. mostly really? by Mumford and Sons, 94 times. Soccer Mommy, 68. And then, you know, there's, so, there's a lot of people that have covered this song. Do you think that when I've he heard. plays it now, he still says little girl? Like, do, like, because he, he uses little girl an uncomfortable number of times on this album, right? Do you think he's changed that at all? Find out. Mm. I don't know. Hey, Aaron, way to lead in. Way, way to lead into some high comedic, high comedic bits. Here. Yeah, this is this is a, wow. Aaron, you've led us to the orchard. It's right for picking. Let's go through this and pick out all the jokes we can make. I'm sorry. Well, okay. we can't, you gotta, I'm going to tell you one that a joke that I made, and I think it's really close. Oh, you guys. Okay. And that is that I bet Leonardo DiCaprio goes to this concert and that's what he's got in his noise canceling headphones is him saying little girl and he's like, hmm, that's actually pretty smart. No. The, the show should have an arc, right? You can't people can't just be laughing their asses off the whole time. There's I don't think be they've like been laughing. Big, big, they've been laughing their ass off the whole time. No surrender. All these the songs way, are fun, aren't they? Yes. yes. They're anthems, right? Just like he, he did not want to include this song, and Stevie Van Zandt made him. But oh. I could see happening. It's scary. I mean, it's crazy that, like, another album of this time would have had, like, two major anthems on it. And this thing is, like, No Surrender is, is like, a, it's like a deep cut on you, this album. You couldn't and imagine a, him singing this album anywhere but a giant stadium, right? You could not right. go to a club and hear... Born in the USA. You need to hear that. Boy, that'd be fun as shit. At the, in the top balcony of US Bank Field. Okay, <laughs> you're saving some bucks and getting up there. Sure, it's going to be fine. They got to figure it out, they said. Next up. Okay, just like when a cop is going casual Friday in Britain. Oh, I nailed this one. Bobby Jean. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> and this is a goodbye to Steven Van Zandt, who is quitting the band after this. Said, I don't know. I got to go do this show on HBO. You know what I think? Uh, when I hear this music, I think of Heartland Rock. And I start thinking of like all these artists that we used to hear in the 80s and like the early 90s that like it, it was like all these songs about Americana, like that straightforward music. And so I started thinking we can do a list about the greatest Heartland Rock songs of all time. Wow. Like oh, wow. You know who didn't have the greatest Heartland was Elvis. Came out on it. On the toilet. Better. At the worst time. Yeah, the worst Heartland. Oh, baby, my Heartland's, my Heartland's not so good, baby. We need a lot of deep fried sandwiches, baby. So Heartland Rock developed in the 70s, peaks in the 80s. This is kind of considered like the peak of Heartland Rock, right? Okay, totally. Russell, can I ask a question? Yeah. A clarifying question. Yeah. Do you mind if we bring up songs that we think you might have oh, uh, you should. either left off? Yeah, okay. you should, 100%. All right. All right. There's only, there's, I, I can only do five, so. Okay. I know you can only do five, but there's like a couple really good ones for this, and I'm not looking ahead. I'm just, I'm going to wait. Do you want me to say some songs, Matt, too? Just text it on the other chain, hey, and I'll say those yeah. songs, too. And then Matt, when, is Heartland Restaurant still open? They were used to be in... Uh, St. Paul, and then they moved to downtown Minneapolis. 
No. This is just the breaks. I do, I do think guy. it's just to see Rob's face. <laughs> even, I, even I think this is a too far of a tangent. I do these things just to see Rob's face. All right, Russell. Sorry All right, first song list. on the list is from 1976. This was his breakthrough hit. This is Bob Seger, Night Moves. Oh, my God. Such Ooh, a good song. I love this song. Working on a night now, Matt, you might want to do a lyric lookup on this one, too. High points all on our own. That's what I remember from this. And it always, it was one of the few songs that was erotic to me. This song was very erotic to me because of the high points. I was like, oh, that's just what I'm looking for in a woman. He actually said Tempo was influenced by the song Jungle Land by Springsteen. And some of the lyrics were influenced by him. Piano player Roy Baton, the same guy who played with the E Street Band and the Boss. That's a piano player on this song? Yeah. This is such good piano. Oh, so good. Yep. What, what, what lyrics are you looking for, right? Yep. The little looks uh, in there. It's like Steve Cropper. She had high points all on her own. It's right in the beginning of the song. I was a boy. Could have used a few pounds. Night moves moving all around. Tight pants points, hardly renowned. What? She was a black-haired beauty with... Big dark eyes. Yes. Now this points of her own sitting way up high. Yes. That is a hot lyric. Is it not? High points. Yeah. <laughs> sitting way up high. Nobody wants to know what Rob just did with his finger. <laughs> no, no. That's another one that when we're on YouTube, that's really going to be a lot better. <laughs> I better bookmark that site as well. I have more to look into. All right. Next song on the list. I love that song. It's from 1977. This is a Matt favorite. This is Tom Petty, the song's American Girl. Oh, I'm glad you put Petty. I think Petty is like a top five, like, rock and roll Americana artist, right? You're right. You throw him up there with Springsteen and I mean, wouldn't he be number two behind Springsteen? Like, if you're talking about Heartland Rock, it's it's him and Springsteen to me. I've wanted to do something for a long time. We're going to all sing the background part that goes... Makes it last all night that you cannot not sing when you hear the song. Okay. Right? You are yeah. always singing oh. in the background. We're Nobody sings Rob's the Tom Petty part. Do we, are we singing it in the Tom Petty Crypt Keeper voice or regular voice? No, we're voice? just singing it together. <laughs> Don't. Russell, are you trying to get me distracted? Please. I'm sorry. Apologize. Focus. Are you going to cut us all together so that we all are singing this together? Yes, I promise I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do Will What's, Last All Night. Here we go. again? Make it last all night? You know it's the background. Here. Are we doing it individually, though? Here it comes. No, all at once. Here comes. Nailed it. We really are friends. I think I think you guys are right though. I think I was reading that it's Springsteen and Tom Petty that are really credited with like keeping older rock and roll alive, like when disco and punk and glam rock and all that really became prominent, right? These guys kind of kept that type of music popular. That's my understanding. Yeah. Like suit and suit and tie rock and roll. Questlove said that about Too Short one time. He was like, Too Short's like a suit and tie rapper. Like, he just did his thing and never changed. Yes, Aaron. Damn, you're so smart. I love it. Bruce Springsteen said when Tom Petty died, he said he always envied the guitar band with Tom Petty. We tried to push the guitars with the E Street Band, but it never quite worked with us. They were a real guitar band. The music was beautifully written and beautifully constructed. He had an ear for the classics. But Tom's attitude and personality, his vision, gave it a modern edge. But there was kind of a cool homage to Tom Petty, right? Can you think of a time where Tom Petty was modern? Can you think of a single time in your life where you were Tom Petty? I'm the Crypt Keeper. I'm the Crypt Keeper. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Crypt Keeper would say, too, Russell. You nailed it. You've been thinking of bits. I think I'm confusing the Crypt Keeper and the Leprechaun. (laughs) 
<laughs> Possibly, no, yeah. I'll give you a hint. One of them was in the hood. Okay. <laughs> it's like how the big bopper voice and the Elvis voice tend to <laughs> work together. All right. Now, I, you know what? I, I'm going to say when he his when his Wildflowers album came out, mm-hmm. that was and he was that was good. You know, that was, that a, legit, was a pretty legit. You know, album. That was a pretty modern album for the yeah, time. I think. But it was kind of a throwback to at the same time, right? Like it was kind of a mon- I I love that album. I do. I love that whole thing. It's I think one it's of my great. favorite. Yeah, Woo-hoo, it's mad. I ha- I had to it's decide me, between the crypt keeper Russell. It's me, the crypt keeper. You might think I'm a leprechaun. Well, instead <laughs> of a pot of gold, it's a pot of dye because you're getting old. <laughs> that one hit one tw- too close. We're at one twenty eight. We're at one. Next song on the list is from nineteen eighty four. This is one exciting. of our favorite Canucks. <laughs> Brian Adams, the summer of sixty nine. This is Heartland Rock, oh, right? I hate it when people have yeah. one guy's and then two guys' names. You don't like it, Brian Adams. <laughs> People with two first names, you can't trust. Yeah, but no, no, wait a minute. Though. Wait a minute, though. Brian Adams doesn't right. have. Brian Adams doesn't have two first names. He was pretty he's got two. He's got a first name name, and then the last name is two guys. Oh, because it's Brian Adams. Nobody's named Adams, gotcha. so it's not two first name. So it's really three guys. <laughs> yeah, Brian it's three guys. The two They're two away from a burger chain. Okay, Brian Adams. Here we go. <laughs> 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 now, see, that was a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> I think I bought this album on cassette. Yes, you should have. Aaron's like, God damn, I missed the summer of 69. Right? Did I ever tell you guys about when I had to sing Everything I Do, I Do It oh. For You at a wedding? That's <laughs> Robin Hood the- song. Yes. Yeah. That's actually yes. pretty, Aaron. I like it. Aaron, how do you dude, do? How have you it's, not said, Aaron? I, guess what? You're actually going to jail for not telling us this <laughs> earlier. This should have been podcast episode one. Did you have to sing the whole thing where you got really to that die for you? That's the whole that thing. high point. Hey, yeah, Aaron. Aaron I, before yes. you tell it, you know what's true. Look yeah. into my eyes. <laughs> you see. Do it. What do you mean to, to me? me? All right, so search your heart, search Search your soul, soul. and when you find me there, you'll search no more. (laughs) It was on the same. Yeah, this was on the same album. Oh, I mean, this is hard to see. This is is it six twenty seven? That's a long. Who didn't fumble with a bra listening to this song? (laughs) You know what I mean. This is an ultimate bra fumbler song. The bra fumbler. When this song was out, bras were a huge mystery. There's hooks, there's loops, but it's not Velcro. Why do they just make it Velcro? It'd be so much easier. And you're like, wait, you're like, wait, I almost got it. I almost got it. I almost got it. We gotta get get bra fumbler uh, trending on some sort of book face or something. You know you're a bra fumbler when you say, can it just go up? Like, can you just... Like we're taking off a uniform at the end of the game. <laughs> With the bra up. What would happen if we just Google bra fumbler? Oh my God. The number one person is Mark Sanchez. Did All you right. mean bra tumbler? No, I meant bra fumbler. Wait, bra tumbler. Wait a minute. Yeah, I did tumbler. not do I did not do a good job uh, singing this, but I sang it with a cassette accompaniment. And this was at a wedding of, this uh, This wedding was the summer after I graduated high school. Mm, summer the groom. The groom was a year older than me. The bride oh was God. a year younger than I. No. So this was no. one of those like, are they still together? <laughs> they met on the port. So. They met at the porta potty at the gas station on Route sixty one. They've been in like love ever since. Had to give permission to let the young lady get married. No. I think they might still be married. And, and Aaron uh, supported. They have like six kids. Child brides. 
child bride I Aaron's like hey can I perform at this wedding of a child bride very please well <laughs> singing this song hey Aaron do you have like oh a spreadsheet God. where you go back and you keep track of like the marital success of the weddings you sang at no I don't I, I don't no, I've, I've oh. never done that. No, that's I've, that's a good. That'd be a good. That'd be an interesting exercise. <laughs> I don't know. There's one that I'm never sure. Like, there's at least at least one where I'm never sure how it's going. Depends on how the dog's doing that particular night. Aaron, not great. <laughs> well, too bad Aaron was on the secret sheet. You you won't get invited to Mexico. If that was an Excel spreadsheet, Aaron, I would color it in with the light red right now. It's getting close. It's getting close. Trending. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't use red in case people are colorblind. You should use a red. different color. Conditional formatting, Rob? Okay, I'll use green. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Next song on the list is from 1985. This guy was called the Poor Man Springsteen. It's John Mellencamp. There were a lot oh. of songs to pick from, oh, but I picked right. my favorite. I picked Small Town. Wait that's a minute. Do I have Small Town? I don't think I have it. Oh, <gasps> fuck. Who cares? Then? No, no. <laughs> that, no, no. That, that was the one that I was going to say. What one did that, I give you, you know, Rob? I started Jack and Diane? Uh, no, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I, I, I didn't have I was, any. Yeah. I didn't see it oh, on your list, Russell. You know, and I was going to say, Russell, boy, you, anything by Mellencamp. Russell, you know what Mellencamp it is? Song. I was looking for John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> That's my bad. And I was looking for John Cougar after that. <laughs> or you know Cougar what I mean? Mellencamp? No, not John Mellencamp. I was looking for John Cougar. Dang it. Man, I checked the Gmail. I did send it to Rob. He must have been too busy on, on the side chain. There was like a 1988 NBA yes, highlight video, and this was with, with uh, Bill uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah, oh, right. You know, like, awesome. This is such a good song, Russell. This is so good. What's, what what Mellencamp song would you guys have picked? Heard yeah, so good. well, I would have picked this one, but he's got like 17,000 of them. Rock in the USA, Jack and Diane, right? Can I tell Jack you, and Diane. Can I tell you yeah. my favorite? And can I tell you my favorite? Um, Sucking on a chili dog. Oh, yeah. Outside the taste of free. I've always wondered who, which one of them was sucking the chili dog, though. Can I show you my favorite song? Yeah. And you're going to guess why I love this video so much. Now, this video came out in 94. So That's Rob, a better is, butt. Rob is 14. Okay. Yep, so I just want agree. you to picture why would Rob be into this video when he's 14? This is John Cougar Mellencamp and Michelle Diacello. Wild. All right there. That, okay. I would say, is a top five butt in my. That was a core memory we just unlocked. And guess who it is? Frank it Thomas. It is. <laughs> Jeff Bagwell. <laughs> no, I'm going to pass out, Russell. Jeff Paper Bagwell. Back, 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 back. Gone. Please don't do this to me. I might die. Please. Have mercy, Russell. Don't say Frank He's got Thomas. hemorrhoids. You can't, you can't make him laugh this don't hard. Don't say Frank Thomas out of the blue anymore. Don't do that. <laughs> when I say somebody's name, especially whose underwear I just saw in a video, and you say Frank Thomas, this is another RuPaul situation. Oh, this is a RuPaul Love Shack situation. Oh my gosh. All right. So it is, it is the teacher from Billy Madison, I think. Yeah. That Veronica Vaughn. That Veronica Vaughn. It is Veronica Vaughn getting dressed to a rockin' song. There, therefore, that is my favorite. John also, Camp song. Veronica Vaughn, I believe, was married to Pete Sampras. Look at me, Mr. That's Sports correct. Guy today. I did read that he, he was younger than Springsteen, and Mellencamp was really influenced by him, obviously, right? And he said, Springsteen put down a big footprint, and he said, here, fill it in. So that was what he was always trying to do, is follow after yeah, that's cool. the boss, right? Cool. And they actually played together. They closed out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony a few years together. They played together 
I think it was one of the first times they'd ever played together. So that's pretty cool too. Wow. And actually, I think he just recorded a new album and the boss played three songs with them on Mellencamp's new album. By the way, Mellencamp, 70 years old. That's fucking old. 70 years old. I'm going to ask you a question though. Yeah. Are any of John Mellencamp's new songs about getting gasms? Because that's what I'm here for. (laughs) When I'm listening to old guys sing, I also want to be thinking about them, thinking about orgasms. Yes. Gasms. Listen, old guy orgasms. You know they're coming. You don't want to think about it right now. Spring scene is 73. Nice. Told Bruce. All right. Last song on on my list is the first significant female artist to be in the heartland rock genre. It's Melissa Etheridge. And my favorite oh, song yeah. of hers is Come to My Window. So that's yeah, the one yeah. I picked. This song rocks. You know who she's married to? Who? Martina uh, It is. <laughs> Definitely not. The Big Hurt? <laughs> who played La Bamba? Richie Valens? Diamond Phillips? Lou Diamond Phillips' ex-wife left him to marry Melissa Etheridge. She's a pretty rockin'. Hard to argue. badass. Yeah, I would be like... What? No Young Guns 3? See ya. I was reading. She w- she grew up in Kansas and was listening to this rock and roll station, and she heard Born to Run, came on the radio, and she said, this was it. This was the moment I got hooked on music. And she said, Bruce Springsteen is the artist she wanted to be. She wanted to write songs that make people feel the way that Springsteen made her feel. And so she actually performed at the Kennedy Center Honors, did a Springsteen song. And I don't know if you guys remember this. I actually gave the song to Rob. She did Thunder Road with Springsteen on MTV Unplugged and talked about how big Springsteen was an influence on her. And then just listen to this song. It almost gives you chills. It's really cool. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's rad. Great song. So those were what I had for the the all-time Heartland Rock songs. Matt, what did I miss? No, you didn't. I I didn't think you had a... Mellencamp on the list. And I was going to say, if you don't have small town and or Jack and Diane, I mean, those are like the quintessential, I think, 80s, small town, Heartland America songs. I would have put uh, Rush on there probably. That's just me. Um, Listen, Russell. (laughs) You know what? Are we talking more about sax? Yeah, Russell. What was that last song called? Thunder Road? I like that when uh, Garth Brooks did it. Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Next one. I'm going down. This got up to number nine on the charts. Only Russell. Not one of the top songs. Not a parody song tonight. You guys were shocked by that. I know. He only sings this, man. Speaking of set lists, look this one up. He only sings this in 7% of his set lists. It's a one in 10 chance. It's like winning the lotto to hear the song live. Vampire Weekend is saying it in concert 38 times. Oof. I don't know if I'd like to hear it by... I think it'd be good. I'd like it. Trampled by Turtles have sung it in concert three times. Next week in Minnesota, aren't they? Uh, Duluth. Yeah. Glory Days. Is this it? The number one? Number five. Not the number one single off this album. Wow. I... It's a good video. Great used to video. enjoy this song a lot more. Like VH1 in my 30s... Classics. Even in my late twenties, it felt fun yep. to listen to Glory Days. Kind of sad, about your Glory Days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it gets a little you. real now, doesn't it? Yeah, hell yeah, it does. You're like, I've never like every day. I get older, slower, fatter, dumber. <laughs> less yes, the, the, the song gets more and more depressing. It's like, ah, you meet your old baseball buddy, great. 
Well, yeah. then you meet the gal who used to be really hot and she's divorced. And Okay, great. And then now, oh, but geez, my dad got fired from the... Oh, man. Do you guys have no, a bar right, in your head that you think about when you hear the song? Because I do. I 100% have a bar that I'm walking out of when my friend walks in. Yeah, for me, it's Westerns in Minneapolis, but it's not there anymore. So there you go. You know what it is for me? It's Roosters. And I swear <laughs> to God, it is Roosters. <laughs> I, I, for me, it'd probably Sad. be getting it'd be getting nachos and two for ones at Hula Hands. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Those are my, those were my bar glory days. Oh yeah, that's true. Next up, an album. It almost didn't make the cut. Springsteen Springsteen thought it was way too pop for the album, but it turned out to be his highest charting single on the album. This is it. It's Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the Dark. It's probably because this synth. There's like this is like feels more like a techno song, right? Is there synthesizer on it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I bet that's time, why right? it is. I think he wrote this one with a drum machine and then re-recorded it. But this is a very. I mean, he's not only doing '80s rock, Russell. He's doing like future dance music. I mean, it's sort of new wavy, right? This is what from '84. Yes. You know what? I should have I should have guessed it was number one because a band we know covered it. It was the Muppets. The Muppets covered oh. this song in episode <laughs> 211 of Muppets Tonight. Isn't this great? Now you know, is Miss Piggy gonna be Cordy Cox? Yes. Yes, yeah, has to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, then she, they can't get her on stage. Is that the joke? There was yep. also a Sesame Street version of Born to Add, but we've never done Sesame Street. We're a Muppets podcast. We're oh, my God. We cannot, we cannot branch out to any more bits, Russell. We have too many bits to begin oh, with. We've got one more bit coming on this last song. <laughs> oh, great. Next up, my hometown, number six on the Hot 100. It's about Freehold, New Jersey, the changes he saw. I'm, Matt might say this is a good one. ender. The whole album is so fast and has so much tempo, and then this is so slow. But maybe that's perfect. I don't know. You know, he's remember he's big on the four corners. We've talked you about kill it before. Him on- he ends and begins. Everything yep. crushes. Listen, I don't know what do you what do you guys think of this as the ender? Listen, listen to this album. Born in the USA. That's the opener of side one. Closer of side one. I'm on fire. Uh huh. Opens with no surrender slow. on side two. Ends with this inside too. I think it's a perfect four. It makes you want to hear the album again. Like it, it does. It, it oh, it's with you, and it makes you want to start. Well, again. I think I, I think I read that they recorded between this and the Nebraska. Ultimately, was the Nebraska album like eighty songs during this session, Jesus. and they got oh, essentially right. the two albums out of it. You know, writing eighty goddamn songs yeah. for two albums. Right. Like you're you're able to craft it. Can you imagine yeah. if maybe you've written hundred and twenty? Parody songs every week, and almost nobody has commented on it ever, <laughs> including a song that had ended with the words "mutual masturbation." And that guy from Chicago called—he probably likes the songs. He didn't I, say I, it. If you notice, he did not say it. Okay, hey, noticeably Rob, absent, abstained from voting. Rob, would you say like mutual masturbation is a team effort? Like a super group would be required to do that? I would definitely say it's like a super group because mostly I'm thinking about Roy Orbison. Well, in 2016, there was another super group, and they played at a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club. The super group was Chris Martin from Coldplay, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers, Jacob Dylan from the Wallflowers, Roy wow. Baton from the E Street Band, and Beck. And they played us. They oh, played. Man. They played "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd, "Surfing in the USA" by the Beach Boys, and "My Hometown" by the Boss. 
This is my favorite Mac recordings that Russell finds. Because, like, where it's recorded by a guy. This is recorded by a guy on the toilet next door listening to this concert, like, through the wall. When you watch it, it looks like it's played in someone's backyard. So when it comes to mutual ba- masturbation with supergroups, who did it better? Oh, God. Beck did it better. <laughs> Bringing you all back home. All right. Let's get <laughs> Jacob into Jacob Dillon, our- Wallflowers, 501 on the list. Can't believe they didn't make it. That's- that um, is, I, it is good. How does Mil- is it, what's it? One Headlight? Was that the album or what is it? Yeah. That's not on One Headlight? No, it's called Such a Great Album. It is good. Oh, guys, I think about that album. I listen to that album all the time when I had a good friend of mine in high school leave and I never saw him again. Dan Gravidal, where are you? And I get sad. I still, when I think about it, I'm 42 years old. Maybe he's listening. Dan Gravidal, I saw him on, a, I saw him on a plane maybe recently. He lives in, maybe he lives in Chicago. Could not, figure out this, could not figure out the screen coming out of the handle. If somebody it. knows, what is it, Dan Gravdahl? <laughs> somebody knows Dan Gravdahl out there. Tell him to listen to the podcast. Well, I'm worried about him because he in. showed up at my place and he had a bag and all was full of her trulies and belts. So I don't know. <laughs> listen, let's get into the rating system. Let's get into the rating system. That, if you remember, that's a joke from this episode. This, this week, yeah. <laughs> Russell, oh, in your write-up, can you write so down every ago. joke bit we did this episode? Thank you. Please write that all down. Okay. All right. So, is this album... Born in the USA, if this album deserves to be higher than 143, okay? Is this above Born to Run? Is this above some of his others? Okay, so influential, such a powerful one. Should we have listened to all these other albums? This would be a rolling uh, bone. It shouldn't have been this far on the list. It should be a lower number, which is sooner in the podcast. If this album should be farther back, not as good. Hey, what about Nebraska? Hey, we got to hear that still. Uh this album would be rolling grown. You didn't like it. Or is this a rolling well-toned? It is perfect. Okay. Just like the synth and the drums at the beginning. And I wrapped it around and I nailed it. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling it grown? Rob, you mind if I unwrap that belt quick and take a drink of my citrus squeeze? Uh-huh. Just so- you know, this is what's making the podcast long, actually. is bits <laughs> like this. I think for me, I really love this album. Not everything is a joke. I, I can't imagine like being in my car and one of these songs come on and I'm like, nope. And I track it. I just can't see that ever happening. This album has just got bangers all over. There's commercial hits all over it. Rob's saying like, what's the number one hit? I would have I could have guessed seven or eight of these songs. So I really love this album. Even the end, I think Aaron put it really well. The last song makes you want to listen to it again. And I want to listen yep. to this again. Brilliant. So for me, I'm going to say it's rolling boned. I think it should be way higher on the list. I, this might be my favorite. We'd have to go back and talk about all the Springsteen albums we've done, but I, this has got this has got crushers all over it. Rolling Bone, it should be higher on the list. Love it, uh, Matt. What do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? Uh, much of the same sentiments as Russell. I think it's Rolling Boned. Uh, you know, we often talk about the influence that an album has. I think that's got that. You've got number one hits. It's got that. It's got number of albums sold. It's got all the. Yeah. I mean, it's got basically everything. It's got the big man. That we that we that we're talking about, totally. you know, and so I think absolutely should at least be in the top one hundred. So rolling boned, uh, Rosie. What do you think? Well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Great music. The boss is unimpeachable. I think the songwriting, in a way, is tighter than what it is on Darkness in the Edge of Town. But I I personally prefer Darkness. And um, hmm, like I'm wondering, like we haven't heard Tom Petty yet, but uh, that's not necessarily Bruce's fault. I'm going to give this one a rolling. Well-toned. Boy, Aaron coming up with a nickname not many people use for Springsteen, The Bruce. <laughs> Well-toned like his butt on that iconic well-toned. album cover, which should also be considered in this being a great album, right? An all-time cover. 
All yeah, time there you cover. Go. Yep. Good opener, good close. I mean, it's got everything. Did you hear yeah. why Springsteen said he chose the butt? Why? He said the butt looked better than my face, so we went with the butt. I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I was like, God, you're quick too. He's good looking, great singer, funny, charming. What a catch. God. Rob, that's what you should say when your family comes back and you're naked in the kitchen next time. <laughs> At least it wasn't my face on the yeah, couch. Yeah. It wasn't my face. Why does it smell like tomb in here? So much garlic. <laughs> and that was also from this episode, by the way. Or if you're, na- or if you're naked with your face on the couch, then they're really getting it. Aaron, would, you, would you admit that you're eating shawarma? Would you tell your wife that you were sitting naked on the couch and that's why it smells <laughs> off? I would blame the shawarma. I was, I was, I got hired by this models over 40 company and they told me to get naked and take pictures of my webcam. <laughs> Upload them to this site. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm, that's strange. They said they'd pay, but it hasn't hit the Venmo account yet. My dryer's working fine. I don't think I need to stick my head in this thing. All right. Maybe that's why I got that hemorrhoid ad. All right. So the answer, unfortunately, you guys are all incorrect. The answer what? is. It's rolling unbeknown because this song will con- born in the USA will continue to get played by dumb political candidates who don't realize what the song is about. And I will point it out to people every time and feel really smart about it and actually be attractive to a lot of sapiosexuals out there next up. Okay. And guys, it's parting is such sweet sorrow. You know what I mean? Like if this episode could go just a little longer, I think it'd be good, but I bet we got to move on next up. We decide to find out if the problem was Nico. Oh, <laughs> It's we, the Velvet Underground the with Velvet Underground. We know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That is not the right button. Something switched. Somebody switched those. The Honky Tonk Man and the theme. Wow, we got a Honky Tonk Man reference in this episode, too. Can't believe it. Oh, it's all there. Russell, how many post jokes do you have written down? I've got at least three. I've got the word zeitgeist. I was going to try to do a side text chain and get people to text you, but I was focused on the podcast, unlike you earlier. And I already used my citrus mango squeeze one, so you might have to be you this time. Okay, imagine this in a intercom voice, okay? Uh, this is Thick Dick requesting a flyby, <laughs> requesting a flyby. In, in your, what was it, your beat beat squat? What was the beat? <laughs> beat sweet? Aaron, what would they say to him if he did request a flyby, if Thick Dick wanted to fly by? Let's, let's try this again, Aaron. This is our improv school again, right? <laughs> oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Thick Dick requesting a flyby, requesting a flyby. Negative Thick Dick, the pattern is full. The pattern is full. <laughs> and all of a sudden, who's this visiting the airport being wheeled in? It's Colonel Rob. He's, he's fumbling with a bra. <laughs> Do you think Tom Cruise fumbled with the bra during that sex scene when he licked your face? Oh. <laughs> For sure. Yes, there's yeah. no way. I, I guarantee there's no way Tom Cruise is a slick bra taker offer. I bet he no. fumbles. He fumbles. Yeah. yeah, I bet he fumbles. I mean, did you guys know some bras are like, they have like four to five snaps. Like, it's going crazy over here. They should have played this when you got your first one successfully unhooked, right, Rob? Yeah, that's right. Like, you're, you're high-fiving the ice man and everyone afterwards. It's this one and then the THX noise right away. Hey. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> Your bra was dangerous, unsafe, and flew in the face of all regulations. And it was an honor to fumble you. That's right. I am dangerous. <laughs> fumble me anytime. Bullshit. Oh, that's, I'll that's fumble what you. 
And don't worry, I'm gonna be in the second Top Gun movie, but it's actually gonna be depressing when you see me, Iceman. <laughs> oh, it's no. gonna bum everybody out. Oh my god, uh, they're gonna Wait. act like it's actually cool, but it's actually a bummer. I Dave will salute you. <laughs> On this Royal Coronation Day. 